0: Yeah, hit record first, then... That's it. Hey, I'm I'm, I'm sorting it out. Strum at will. You stick to your job. G'day, beer lovers, and welcome to The Antidote, a series of special episodes of Brews News Live. I'm your host, Pete Mitchum. In this series, we hope to engage with the beer community to share their insights, get some ideas and strategies, and to provide an online gathering place. It's a virtual beer garden, and we welcome you all. Today, we catch up with Steve Finney from WA's Other Side Brewing, and we chat marketing with Zoe Ottaway. And I'm joined each day by my Brews News Week co-host and good mate, Matt Kierkegaard. G'day, Matt. G'day,
1: Pete. How are you today?
0: Uh, Not too bad. Um... Did it, did it, did it, did it. In breaking news, I just heard uh, just before we went on air, <laughs> Victoria Police today issued nine breach notices. So, ah. um, it, it, which is good because I'm I'm glad that there's consequences for people's irresponsible actions. But it's a little bit disappointing that um, they were required. That people still aren't getting the message that you know if you don't need to be, you know, stay home unless you know you, you tick one of those four boxes. One of which I wouldn't have thought. Well, oh, also issued a ten thousand dollar fine today to uh, a massage parlor, so not a very happy ending for them. <laughs> what? Just, how do you? What, I'm just trying to think what's what's two metres long that you could use to anyway. Um, but there you go. So yeah, we're into what are we? Day eight, Matt.
1: No, oh, mate. Sorry, it, we're day
0: it, we're, day eight, we're, okay. day ten of uh, of um, confined to barracks, but. Uh, Eighth episode
1: of... Eighth episode the of The Antidote. And, mate, can you believe it? I, I got an email just before we went on air from uh, our producer our, of our regular schedule, um, Joe, um, saying, uh, you know, it, w- w- um, what do you want in the show notes for tomorrow? And I thought, Jesus, it's Thursday again. I, I, it just... The, the week is just disappearing. It, it, it's, it's frenetic activity. It's, things are changing so quickly. It's just really going on, um, you know, just happening so very, very quickly. I can't believe that the, a the
0: week has disappeared. Yeah, well, like I said, I think it was on the first episode of The Antidote, which seems, you know, like eight episodes ago now, but uh, almost 10 days ago. But just sort of saying that um, red thoughts into green thoughts, every day's Friday. There's, there's no weekend. <laughs> there's, you know, there's no Monday. Um, so, But, yeah, I was a bit surprised. Uh, it was only, I guess, I was outside um, picking some tomatoes out that have grown on the path out in the, the front yard and uh, noticed the bins were out and I thought, oh, Jesus, Wednesday already.
1: Yeah, it's a little bit like that. And most of the time that Bruise News has operated, I work from home, as you know, um, and it was only about 15, 16 months ago um, that as I had sort of a couple of permanent staff members um, in, the, in the same city that we looked at just getting a little shared office. And just as one of those... Um, things that we all you know we we can share about working from home you know to actually go into the office it was a really nice break between home and office and I think a lot of people are finding that that when you're working from home you're either always at work or always at home depending on your, your mindset, and now that I've been back at home for, you know, after getting used to being in their office and getting used to that social uh, um, contact um, every day, it, it feels really hard. So I'm finding that adjustment a little bit hard, and that's contributing to this. Um, you know, like being in an airport, you never know what time, or, or a casino, you never know what time of day or what day it is because it's uh, everything stays the same.
0: Exactly, and it really does show that we are very much at our very the core of our humanity is. We are social animals. Absolutely, we we, we we do need our we need our pack.
1: We do we do. And, and I, for a second there, I thought you were about to tease an ad for you know like a, a, a pack of beer or something like that. <laughs> but I realised we don't have any advertisers for this little show, so I thought that was a brilliant segue. Um, hey, and just on that, Pete, one of the things I, I did hear from uh, somebody in the industry today who just wanted to ring up and sort of uh, you know check in, um, but also thank us uh, for the antidote, saying that you know when we started it we weren't sure exactly what it was going to be or you know we had an idea for it and whether it was going to be received or anything but uh you know this person did call to say look you know really enjoying it it's a it's nice to hear what other people are doing it's nice to hear other people's experiences and the thing that really resonated with me was he said that um you know you got you can tell that you guys are you know up a bit, down a bit, a, a, as the day goes along, because it is a very trying situation. And just even hearing that—that that it's not just all light and sunshine and all of those things—that you know, everyone's a little bit up, a little bit down, um, and that means something. That you know, we are sharing. You know, that it's an experience that we are sharing, and none of us are in this alone. And none of us are sort of you know, our, our own feelings and our own experience isn't
0: um, you know unique. Yeah, that's right. Uh, obviously, one person who is having a unique experience is Dave Paddon because we did tease out that we were going to have Dave on tonight, and he's um, he's pulled the pin again.
1: Um, yeah, look, I, I, and I yeah, I, I don't want to sort of call it, um, you know, say, suggest he's pulled the pin, but he did contact because you know. It, it, Struggling to to work out, um, you know, what was the, you know, the, our buzzword is pivot. Um, you know, sort of struggling to or struggling to adapt his business to what they need to do, and that's obviously taking a lot of time. And so yeah, so he um, he he did acknowledge, him when I want to sort of check in to sort of make sure that everyone was okay. Yeah, he sort of acknowledged that it's it's, it's pretty rough. Um, but you know that with bottle shops open, that does help them, um, and it's just sort of making sure that you know. I'm sure there's a million. If it's anything like my day, and I imagine it's multiples of that, there's a million things he needs to do. But we certainly have, um, we we you know, a, a, a great substitute for him. And it was someone else who was on our um, list of people to call anyway. So, uh, but before we do that, I've got another breaking news um, story, Pete, and it's it, it's now it's, it's, it's literally yeah. only come in, and I don't know the. Um, it looks like a legitimate news source, like not a not a dodgy one, um, but I haven't had a chance to to check it, so I'll just sort of put it in that context. But there's been a story out of Scotland the uh, that BrewDog, um, which has generated a lot of coverage um, for it was one of the first breweries to really make a big splash with making hand sanitizer, um,
0: and. Uh, and yes. made a big deal of like, like their marketing point was that they were going to donate it to local area hospitals. I think key
1: workers and charities. Um, and more than hundred thousand yeah. bottles. And none of you know, and not having a go at them or anything. You know, Brewdog, well, we've got a bit of a history. But um, the, the story has gone online that none of the hand sanitizer given to NHS National Health Service Grampian, which is apparently their hospital district, is currently being used as it does not yet meet the stringent requirements required for a medical environment. Um, so like, I, I don't think they've um, uh, canned it um, as, as such, but being a hospital they're putting in some very, very uh, strict guidelines um, around the use. And I'd actually sat down with the Brews News team when, you know, as we often do with our editorial meetings, when we get stories in and we, we talk about it, we talk about what it means, how we'll cover it, you know, who who we speak to, and then also just sort of the, the the story itself. And when we first started getting the um you know, breweries shifting to sanitizer production, um, my first thought, well, this is a therapeutic good. Can you just do that? And there have been a bit of a relaxation around it. Around the guidelines, but again, you know, again, and I'm just speculating, and this has to be taken in that um, in in that context, because one of the reasons we don't report on it is that we want to know that a, you know, that if we if we cover it and say, isn't this awesome that people are pivoting to hand sanitizer, that the hand sanitizer is going to actually do what hand sanitizer normally does and um anyway so yeah so i I just put that out there because it is you know everyone is moving very quickly they're adapting their businesses but we need to be very mindful of the 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 whole environment that we're we're doing that in and and anyway
0: yeah so yeah it's also one for 2020 so you hope it's not noble fool's day Uh, tomfoolery uh, You'd hope not, but it, it, it's still worth checking out. Actually, because I would have thought too that look, I guess it's, they've done really well in term, from my point of view, getting it done so quickly and turned around so quickly. Now, presumably they haven't just said, "Ah, oh, grab a bottle of hand sanitizer. What are the ingredients? Okay, let's make that." Presumably, there you create some sort of recipe. Also, I guess, hospitals aren't in the business of receiving free gifts and then just using them, Absol- and, you know, dispersing them to their patients. A- and and staff I suspect that's so it. They I, would be, I, I do understand there's some sort of testing. They would be holding
1: it to a higher yeah. clinical level, abs- as you would hope a hospital would. But the, the fact that they're doing that does sort of raise, you know, Like again, I don't know what concentration of alcohol you would need to sort of um, kill your hands. And, you know, when you look at the debate over, over whether masks are effective or not, um, you know, and... You end at the various medical opinions um you know me i'm washing well, well, my also, hands. Matt,
0: covid19 is is quite a different beast to your general bacteria um mm. you know a virus can can uh, attach itself to to a bacteria yeah so i think your sanitiser is probably a little bit different to like soapy hand washing is basically ridding yourself of of the virus, yeah, you know, and of, of various virus. Well
1: out of my um, area of expertise on this one, so anyway, and, which is why we sit down yeah, and decide yeah, exactly. whether or not we, we we just sort of jump in and cover this or whether we look uh, a little bit more deeply into it. But anyway, uh, our uh, first guest... We, we, I suggest we
0: follow that up for Bridge News Week tomorrow. So dial those digits and I'll introduce Steve Finney, who many to- of our uh, listeners will... Uh, remember, um, who I guess made his chops. I'm, I'm going to assume he was a, a Little Creatures guy because he's from WA, but uh, <laughs> Feral Brewing Company, obviously. That's where he gained the, his, his real fame. In the fame. most recent past. And now with uh, with Other Side Brewing, and he came across our uh, our radar, I guess, because of the Plan C, the affordable ale, not just for the fact that it was a great idea, it was a great community effort in terms of collaborating with their suppliers, but also because they did it so damn quick. And so we thought it'd be great to have a chat to Steve and work out how they did it, because there might be some other guys out there doing it a little bit tough and, and kind of looking at the end of a dark tunnel. Uh, let's pop a bit of a light at it. That light at, at the other end is Steve Finney. G'day, Steve. G'day, guys. How are you going?
1: Very well. Good, mate. <laughs> Sorry, mate. Um, so Pete, Pete seems a little bit surprised that you were there when he threw <laughs> to you.
2: <laughs> uh you said 210
1: so 210 it was oh no no but he, he doesn't because he's uh he doesn't know what's going on so i'm mixing the desk up in brisbane and he was filling and i think it was a bit of a dive into the dark about whether he said welcome steve finney whether you'd be there so uh anyway but steve welcome to uh welcome to uh the antidote
2: Uh thanks for having me on
1: Pete. <laughs> you
0: there yeah well last, no go on, matt
1: uh, oh okay so, sorry um Mate, how's things? how's things going on the, uh, on the West Coast?
2: Um, look, I'm not going to say that things haven't been tough over the last couple of weeks. I think, um, you know, ultimately plans uh, have sort of changed daily. Um, and I think that's, you know, obviously across the whole industry. and um, Yeah, it's had to, having to come up with new ways to do new things and make sure there's beer being brewed and beer being sold and beer being purchased and
1: cuz just tell us a little bit about other side because you've got a couple of venues you've got a you, you've got a hospitality um, attached to the brewery but then you've also got the the, the great music venue down at uh, Fremantle so tell us about you know how how the business how, you know what the impacts were on the business first of all and we'll talk a little bit about how you're adapting
2: yeah so we are um, at the uh, the brew pub uh, down in Myree um, it's a you know, production facility site um, at the front, there's a, a little tap room which is uh, is mostly sort of visited by locals, sort of Thursday through to Sunday. Uh, really, really good, tidy little business. Uh, pretty easy to run. Uh, just needs a couple of staff with a you know a couple of people in a food truck. Um, obviously, that's you know all basically uh, closed down now. Actually, I'm currently running it as a liquor store myself. <laughs> And you're um, there
1: now because you, you, you told me when we teed you up to, for, for, for the chat that you may have to put the phone down and serve customers.
2: Yeah, that's right. Um, just doing, I guess everyone's doing what they can um, and just making sure the doors are open for you know, any of those locals that, that aren't ordering online um, are able to you know, head on down and, and grab a six-pack or a carton. Uh, then outside of the uh, the Myre House is uh, Fremantle Social, and Frio Social is really um, a venue that that brings all the company ethoses together. We're, uh, you know ultimately we're we're all about beer, music, art, uh, and creativity, and you know that's that's really the uh, you know the, the venue that, that is other side. Um, you know it's a, a 950 person live music venue. A uh, little five hundred litre bracket kit down there as well, um, and you know we've we've totally
0: closed that up now. Steve, well done on the um, the application and the quick, um, you know, uh, way you turned around the uh, the Plan C, the affordable ale. Talk us through the um, the process through that. Um, so
2: really, uh, it kind of came about with the, uh, the the week that the uh, the hospitality venues were shut down, and uh, as you can imagine, the barrels around the place were pretty uh, pretty low, um, and there was a lot of uncertainty around the brewery um, as to one, can we stay open? Can we keep operating? Um, so we kind of just got together as a team uh, and came up and sort of hatched out a plan to um, ultimately we'd. We'd run through plan A, plan B, and we're on to plan C. Um, so that name <laughs> sort of stuck around. Um, but yeah, it was really about bringing the team together. Um, and it was also about utilising uh, some brand new sort of tanks that we've we've just installed. And ultimately, 50% of our volumes tap beer. Uh, so with that 50% uh, sort of cut overnight, just looking at sort of creative ways in way that you know ways that i can keep my employees working um and uh, keep as many people as i possibly can in a job uh to get through to i guess the other side
0: yeah and I, i can imagine that there must have been like in this sort of situation the last thing on anyone's mind would be okay let's create a new product let's you know try to get something off the ground it's more a case of my God, what do we do with the stock that we've got? Oh, the stuff in kegs and the stuff in tank—we've got to turn that into bottles and cans, not kegs. Um, it must have been, I think, a great, I guess, a mental stimulus um, to give everyone, I guess, a sense of purpose and a bit of a project and, and something to do—to not to take their minds off it, but to, to kind of feel like, okay, we're we're battling the foe. Yeah, it, it really has. I mean, you know,
2: I guess on the on the Friday night, it was actually just a uh, a, a bit of an idea. Uh, that we sort of had over a, a few beers and uh, by Saturday I'd been in contact with our uh, designers over at Block Branding um, and you know by Monday morning we kind of had uh, this this brand and uh, I guess a tone behind it which funnily enough I guess also evolved because you know I think originally we'd, we'd sort of were having a bit of light-hearted fun uh, about the situation and as everyone knows, every day just got a little bit more and more real. And uh, I guess the tone has uh, sort of changed, uh, although the brand's sort of personality has changed along with that uh, to something that we will uh, get, get out of tank next week.
0: Steve, yeah, Matt and I often... Uh, sorry, oh sorry you go, Pat. No,
1: No, no, Matt. no, you go.
0: I was just going to say quickly that uh, Matt and I have often spoken about and, and touched on the fact that WA is the world's most isolated capital, and in this time of isolation, I'm guessing that's even you know more sharply focused. Is it any different over there? Like, or, or talk us through. I guess you know, are, are you guys all banding together as WA, either you know venues, uh, hospo, uh, breweries, bars, that sort of thing? Is it? Talk, talk okay. us through what you what you're going through
2: yeah i guess we're just uh we're just doing as 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 best we can um i guess in the current climate so
0: i would not expect that
2: w a would still be the same as uh same as anywhere else where you know we're ultimately um, under the same sort of lock lockdowns or uh you know, curfews as such um i think today uh, it goes a little bit further in w a where they've now split uh, w a into regions uh so you know we're Living in Perth, we're not allowed down to, uh, I think it's about 60 k's uh, south is as far as we're allowed. It's a, a new border. And I think about 60 k's north is, a, is classed as a border as well. So they are tightening stuff up quite considerably. Um, but I think, you know, I think today the cases were down to maybe nine in WA. So they're, they're sort of, uh, well, I think we're tracking okay. Um, doing the best we can. Steve, when it
1: came time to to um, do Plan C, did you repurpose a beer that was already in the tank, or did you sit down with the team and think, you know, what's a beer that will be useful and uh, you know will will sell well at the market? Talk talk us through the process that you went through to actually create the beer first of all, and was it purely in response to to what was going on?
2: Yeah, it was absolutely like one hundred percent purely in response. It wasn't something that we had in tank uh funnily enough I did have a, a couple of sixty hectares tanks full of festival and uh and you know just from a, putting a brand hat on um, you know i wanted to make sure that you know, one this isn't any way of a cash grab it, it's it's really about getting my team through you know to the other side and uh you know I think part of that collaboration was and where we ended up with was you know we wanted the t- every team to be involved so know that even trickle, that trickled down through to creating a new uh, recipe. Uh, I mean, Reese creates a new recipe every week for Frio Social, um, and we, you know, something every month out of uh, out of our experimental range. So he can turn around a recipe pretty quickly. Um, so yeah, it was just it was you know it was a collab across our team. So you know, making sure we did have the brewers involved, we did have. Uh, the, the band team involved a uh, communication team and, and really tried just to pull every, everybody together.
1: And, and how about once you sort of had the beer, you had the beer in tank, um, the, the, the design, you know, all of those sorts of things, did you, did you, was it all purely internal or did you have, a, uh, you know, have external people come in and
2: work with you? Um, no, it was very much all, all internal, I guess from, a, um, from the actual design perspective. Um, that was done by our external agency blog, um, who I've worked with, you know, going all the way back to uh, when I did the rebrand at Feral, um, you know, moved away from the the hog jumping out of the green label. Um, so, you know, we've we've kind of worked closely together and I think that we've put something together that's, you know, I guess just for it's for now. It's not something that's going to be ongoing. Um, you know, I, I don't see the value in selling just cheap products, but... You know, we do understand that at this time, such a huge, a huge part of, uh, I guess, our consumer base is currently you know, being laid off. They don't have jobs. So we just still want to try and get a affordable beer to them uh, whilst keeping our cogs,
0: our cogs turning. Having said that, though, Steve, I think there's a, a feeling around the traps that, you know, when we do come out of this, that uh, perhaps... You know, craft or independent, or what people would consider, you know, more a luxury item, is perhaps not going to be the first thing that people are going to rush out to. To I guess restock. Um, so, is there a is is there a thinking that yeah, okay, maybe we do need to you know reset the meter a little bit in terms of, of pricing? pricing? Um, I don't think so. I mean, the last two weeks is you know originally when
2: you know this you know was hatched, it was kind of thought along the lines of you know maybe we. Maybe we do have to get a more budget beer out, but it's you know again, it's not something that we're looking to do for a a long term or long length of period. It's just to um, you know keep, I could say it again, keep the wheels turning. Um, And it was I guess working on a bit more of a, you know, I could I could be going out to people and asking whether they want to be you know contract brewing and and uh, canning you know through our systems, but uh, this this felt like a, a better Better option than doing that, and it also was just, is you know, it was really about bringing our team and and you know, bringing that, building that team culture.
0: Yeah, and I'm sure, mate, that'll take you, um, like stand you in good stead when this is all over. So well done on that. Thanks, mate.
1: Mate, in addition to that, you've also uh, move towards uh, delivery or d- d- direct to consumer retail um, stuff. How have you found that? Was that something you did specifically because of this, or was this um, something you've been looking at for a while?
2: Yeah, look, I know, um, I know, um, I know you've done a couple of pieces on it recently, um, especially about you know when uh, when Garage Project launched into Australia with their own you know sort of online shop. Um, it was, it's always been sort of, uh, um, something that we've been sort of looking at and, and thinking about doing, it was kind of one of those things, I guess, that was always pushed to the back of the pile and there was always, uh, something a little bit more important to be doing. Um, but you know, obviously with the, uh, latest restrictions, it's, it's, you know, it's become an important part in our business, uh, in the last two and a half weeks that we've been, we've been running, uh, running the shop.
1: Have you heard anything from some of your customers about you know they see it as competition or are they just sort of understanding that you know this is a business that's doing its best in a really difficult yeah.
2: time? I mean I think um, I think generally it's been pretty uh, pretty well taken by the the, the retail trade. Um, you know I guess with you know Plan C um, as an example, uh, I, I went to the guys at, at Liquor Barons, uh, which is a Know, a, a co-op of 63 uh, plus independent liquor stores in WA. Uh, so it was all well and good to have a uh, have a new product, but how do you really drive distribution of it at this time? Um, and you know, I sort of had, had made it pretty clear that we're not the you know there was also going to be um, a small amount for our our online shop. Um, but that first allocation of, of stock, that empire first brew, um, I think it was five hundred out of 550 18 packs, um, you know, were taken by the group and are fully aware of the online store, um, uh, but they also they also you know, have seen that and you know, acknowledge that we've had to adapt uh to make sure that we, we get through to the other side of this.
0: Nice plug for the business here, mate. On that note, we've been letting let you get back to uh, uh, moving some units, mate. So we were hoping that we might get the uh, the little sound of the you know the the bell on the door. As came in and, and, you'd, and you'd have to stop, and Matt and I'd have to uh, pat out. But uh, no, I've, I've actually had to walk outside.
2: I'm walking around in the car park. The boys have got Nirvana blasting inside. It's kind of
0: uh, <laughs> it's kind of a different place at the moment. It's uh, it's actually quite fun. So. No, I totally understand. Uh, mate, Steve Finney from Other Side, thanks very much for joining us on the Antidote. Thanks for having me, guys.
1: Stay well, mate.
0: All right. See you, mate. See you, guys. Excellent. There we go. Um, yeah, it looks, uh, and, and this is part of the point, Matt. One of the, I guess, the main reason that we wanted to do the Antidote was to share some of those stories uh, rather than, you know, it's very easy to kind of immerse ourselves in gloom and doom. But if there's people out there who are going, right, we've got an opportunity rather than a, um you know a a hurdle um what do we do and to share those those ideas so really interesting the way that um they were able to get it up and running so quickly um i wonder whether you know when this is all over do we take spend as much time do we do as many focus groups and as many rewrites and whatever you know is it going to be easier for us to i guess come to the market with new products it'll be interesting to see
1: we'll see but you know like when I was meant to be in Western Australia last week for was it last week? God, we've moved so quickly. I think it was last week um, for the um, IBD conference. Steve was on my list of people that I wanted to catch up with for a beer as a conversation because he's one of us. You know he, he's one of the guys that you know. Anything that he has to say, I'm going to listen very intently to, um, because there's a lot of thought behind it. And he's a uh, you know worked for some of the, the the big brands, so it's always good to hear from him. Now, yeah. Pete, someone else who it's always good to hear from.
0: Is Zoe Ottaway. And I was, yeah, I was gonna mention before that, you know, I, to, uh, before, you know, I, I hope that um, that Dave Patton hadn't Zoe us. Um and sort of just got a better <laughs> off, but he was actually busy. So oh she can hear me. Oh she's on. Gosh, uh, Zoe Ottaway. One, yeah. one time. I think it's at least
1: twice. One
3: time and you're just scarred for life. <laughs> You've been on
1: everyone else's podcast, podcast but ours recently, Miss Ottaway.
3: Any chance I get to talk marketing and beer, I jump at. So um, yes, I, I always appreciate the opportunity. <laughs>
1: How have you been anyway? It's been—it it, it has been far too long.
3: Yeah, it really has been. It's yeah, good to hear you guys' voice again. Um, no, I'm doing good today. Uh, I think like everyone, I'm having some pretty drastic highs and lows. And um, yeah, no, today's a good day. Yesterday, um, I accidentally left a tissue in a pocket through the wash and that broke me for some reason (laughs) (laughs) the advice is you throw your tissues out straight away and wash your hands (laughs) so
1: yeah
0: yeah,
3: it's pretty um but yeah i i am uh i think on on day 10 or 11 of self-isolation so yeah that's kind of just starting to balance out a bit now and yeah just just doing good i i am appreciating my freedom um i think that's probably the thing that is kind of hitting me the most, like getting, you know, and the limited threats to my freedom at the moment, and just how how that's re- made it a reaction in me. Um, just yeah, when things get back to normal, i will yeah be very a lot more appreciative of you know how good we really really do have it.
1: In in, in terms of the working from home thing and the the, the self isolation, Pete and I talked about it at the start of the, the the program. I find it very easy to fall into a pattern where you're always at work, um, and and not. You know, getting a, a barrier between the two. How are you managing that?
3: Well, that's the, the ironic thing. Life is laughing at me. <laughs> um, I was very, so um, I guess some listeners would know that I was working for myself for um, a couple of years and I finished up there at the end of the year because as much as I loved the work we were doing and the part that the clients we were doing with, I really miss being part of a team and just being in the heart of it all, whether it was a brewery or a winery like there's just something so special about being like really in the heartbeat of one of those brands and about a week and a half before everything really went like well, to shit um, yeah I started working with Brick Lane Brewery here in Melbourne and um, yeah, so I got a taste of being back in the in the office and in a brewery and yeah, then I'm back here at home working from my kitchen table again. So yeah. <laughs> I've had more days working from home than at the brewery. So, yeah, I'm, I'm adapting back to the – and I, as you were saying earlier in the in the piece, Matt, that um, it is different and it's not easy. Like, And I think the people that are doing it for the first time, like be kind to yourself. It's, it is a different routine and it can yeah. feel like 24-7 and you really do have to – I find what helps is to set like a – a work to-do list and a personal to-do list and be aware that the two will cross over in the day. Like you're not going to sit there and do eight hours of work, but then you also have got to be honest with yourself that if you were in an office, you wouldn't be doing eight hours of non-stop work either. Like you you Get up and go somewhere for lunch, and you go and get a coffee in the morning, and you Don't talk to tell someone my about stuff that. Zoe. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> no? so when you're at home, if you get distracted for a little bit, like let yourself have that distraction, it's okay, but just make sure yeah. you can pull yourself back in. But yeah, just be kind to yourself. Working from home is not as easy as well, I think a lot of people just assume it is. So yeah, it, you, you learn as you go. a bit of
0: jackpot too for those who commute to and from work. Uh, all of a sudden, might have you know, be tw- anything from you know an hour to three hours extra, extra time to, mm. either to oh, sleep in or yeah. to walk around the block, at, you know, after dinner or whatever it might be.
3: Yeah, absolutely. And if you are someone like that, use that time for you because before that was your time, it wasn't work time. So invest in your mental health in that time. As you said, like go for a walk, do something that just makes your day that little bit easier because you've spent that time on you because it it is so easy and I definitely, um, you know, it's a bit different when you are working for yourself, but it is like I'd be up at seven o'clock and started on the emails and You know, at 9pm at night, I was still, you know, doing something and you really do need to just, you know, set yourself some boundaries of when to stop. So, yeah, if you've got travel time back, use that to listen to a podcast, go for a walk, Um, especially in today's world, like every day is a little bit more crazy. So, yeah, make sure you're looking after yourselves.
0: And now, it's a little bit ironic, Zoe, that um, on the on the while well, we're talking about isolation, um, the first thing I guess that your first major project back in the big leagues is um, a beer called All Together.
3: Yeah, yeah, we um, announced that today, and you know, just even on a personal level, it's so great to be able to be a part of something like this. Um, I think I said to you guys like my usual way of helping people that are down at the moment would be either you know. You know, back up. There's going to be work out there. You're great, and you know, obviously, works pretty hard to find for people at the moment. Or you know, come around i you know, I'll cook you dinner, or let's go to the pub, or you know, all the usual things of support. Just. I'm finding hard because they're just not there. So it's good to be involved in something as great as this. Um, so, yeah, the, for the people that um, might not be aware of it, it's just from Other Half Brewing out of Brooklyn in New York. They set this up um, for breweries all around the world to join in. Um, they created a base recipe that was fairly adaptable to different styles and invited breweries all around the world to um, release their version of the altogether beer. Um, and the only stipulation really was to based the can around the supplier to artwork and that you had to help support um, a local initiative for um, displaced and um, uh, hospitality workers who are just obviously going through a really challenging time right now. And most of them, their world probably just changed overnight. So, yeah, it's, it's really great to be a part of it. We're releasing a Hazy IPA um, in collaboration with Carwin Sellers um, and also uh, Maha Go, um with Shane Delia. So he's um, personally getting behind it and cooking some um, really fantastic meals. Um, so they'll be like really healthy, nutritious meals um, that, you know, it's not much, but it's something that, you yeah, know, one part of the whole beer world can do for another part um, during these hard times.
0: So Zoe, the idea is that the proceeds from one, from each slab will provide two meals for um, for hospo staff who are out of a gig.
3: Yeah, so a two-person meal. So it'll be like a healthy size. Um, and it's obviously going to be really high quality coming from Shane Delia as well. So healthy, nutritious, um, you yeah, just, know, just something that we can do um, just to help, you know, the bigger beer community. Um, you know, obviously beer is such a social thing at the very heart of it all. Um, so, yeah, to be able to do something that just help the people that, you know, help make beer, what it, the beer community what it is so much. Um, yeah, it's it's, it's good to be a part of and, you know, just be one of many breweries around the world that are able to um, take this on.
0: And from the first week of May, uh, no, so so from Friday the 3rd, so day after tomorrow, you'll be able to pre-order cases for 78 schmackaroonies and yeah. they'll begin shipping in the first week of May. Have I got Beautiful.
3: that right? yep. Yep, that's all right. And um, six packs will be available through the Carlin website as well. So yeah, yep. there's um yeah the more people that can get behind it just means the more people we can help, um, and yeah a hazy IPA so everyone hopefully will be happy with that and um yeah um yeah well I'm looking forward to drinking some. Um, I gather so, yeah. the
1: head brewer may not be happy with hazy uh, because <laughs> <No>. <laughs> uh, Paul Bowker has commented in the uh, chat room. Uh, Prof, can you please put in a consoling call to John Selton after the show, who obviously has had to make a, a hazy beer against his will?
0: Uh, well, I just saw that uh, <laughs> Breno Guild, formerly of the public brewery, has just been put on. He doesn't mind a hazy, so I reckon <laughs> it's an apprentice job. <laughs> right, okay. I reckon John can wash his hands of that one.
1: Well, I think that was Ben Krause's. Uh, I, I can't remember which brewer I was speaking to, but yeah, the, the attitude of brewery owners is, is, is to most hazies, oh, it. We need to keep the young brewers engaged and give them a project to work on. So it's
0: almost like uh, childminding for uh, young brewers. Oh, that's the thing with these millennials. You've got to powder their eggs. No no no, 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 no. I, I wasn't, say, you go, get out I wasn't saying here, that you're going to get us in to. trouble.
1: Um, Zoe, one of the reasons we wanted to have a bit of a chat was, I mean, obviously it's a very challenging time for breweries and I've seen some really good proactive messaging um, coming out from businesses. Do you have any tips for what is... Um, yeah, you know, how businesses should be, you know, carrying their brand at the moment?
3: Yeah. Um, I mean, obviously, I can't sit here and give a golden ticket answer to that. It's such a crazy time and every day is different. Um, but essentially what – and the, the people that are doing it good and the people that we're remembering um, are – we're using breweries in this example, are the ones who are really connecting and recognising and communicating with their their own tribe, their own community. Um, you know, I know I've been on here before harping on about knowing who your customer is. And, you know, in a time like now, it's just more than important than ever. So, you know, you really, you're under pressure. Resources are tighter than ever. You know, you're watching every dollar more than ever. You know, really use this time to know who you're, pitching to who you're selling to who, who you're talking to um, and use your time and your resources and your sanity wisely um, you know it's so important to you know if you're in a, a regional town like make sure everyone in your town you know that's your they're your allies right there um, you know if you've got a facebook page you know facebook has great insights that are just readily available on you know who is interacting with you the most who, where they live um, you know, whether from you can target them and you know really talk to them directly and um, in real, like clear and calm and like real, and real messages. Um, you know, this communications are really interesting right now in regards to that you know if if your business was fa- facing a threat, say six months ago, well, it obviously wasn't COVID nineteen. You probably wouldn't be like that too open about, you know, we're about to go bust, you know, buy beer from me. Where now, like, we're in a really unusual position where businesses and c- customers are in the same boat. So there's already that shared, um, you know, that sense that we are in this together and we're all facing our own threats and our, our own challenges. But, you know, I can help someone else out and I like what this brand does. This, this brand has already spoken to me. I'm already a customer and... Um, it feels good now to support them um and you know we can just apply that in our everyday lives the cafes around you and the local businesses and restaurants you know there's a lot of people um you know probably ordering takeaway or delivery from their local cafe that never even had it you know two weeks ago so there's a real sense of community that we're all craving right now which is only going to get stronger the more cut off and isolated that we're going to you know, I'm assuming we will be forced to be um, so yeah use your use your time wisely to really talk to these people in the right way with the right messages um, yeah I think that there's a real strength in that and it's, it's going to be the best bang for buck like you you're going to have a lot more chance of someone like that buying your beer than you know doing just a Facebook post that's going to scattergun kind of approach across Australia um, you know, if you're a Melbourne brewery, like, focus on Melbourne. If you're a Sydney, focus on Sydney and just yeah, really talk to your tribe and now more than ever. So if you um, – and when we do get through all this on the other side, they're already there for you, you know. They're, they're already there to welcome back in and they'll be wanting to so much because, you know, again, we're all cut off. Everyone will want to be back out and supporting each other and celebrating and, you know, getting back to my previous comment about freedom, you know, just – the fact that we can just get out again and go to the pub or go to the brewery, um, you know, that will be just so much more valued than ever before.
0: And Zoe, so are there two separate elements to this? There's there's one while we're all in lockdown and we don't have the pubs open and all that side of things, but then, as as we say, we are talking about the other side, is there a different messaging then um, to sort of, I guess, piggyback off what you're doing now? Because for me, I think the... The message, like you say, is one hundred percent important. But so is the, I guess, the frequency, um, because there's so much coming through. If you're seeing mm. the same thing from your your one brewery and it's not, and they're not telling you something different, um, is that important? And then into, you know, when we come out the other side, what's yeah, the yeah, is absolutely. the
3: message absolutely. different? Absolutely, absolutely. Um, so I saw a stat the other day that Australian internet traffic is expected to go up forty um, percent because of COVID nineteen. So, like that, that's that is, is a sheer number. <laughs> I'm kind of still getting my head around. So that in itself just shows how much more will be online, but then also how many businesses will just be talking so much more online. And you've got to remember it's not just your voice and it's not just your beer competitor. It will be every single business out there possible. Um, yeah. You know, it's not it's not just wineries. It's not just distilleries. It's going to be banks. It's going to be insurance. It's going to be your you, we, it's going to be as cluttered as it's ever ever has been. So yeah, definitely knowing again who your consumer is and the messages they want to hear. If they're getting a message from you twice a day that you know you've you've got growlers available at your cellar door, that's going to wear thin pretty quick. But if you keep your content engaging, honest, real, calm, um, and really clear, um, you know, you often what we want to say is not the way the customer wants to read it or hear it so really understanding what it is that your customers want um and how they're going to take in that information that you want to share with them um yeah and yeah frequency is again like when we go into panic stations we might feel the right thing is to like if we just let them know every you know every 12 hours that we're here um but then yeah if you put yourself in their shoes if they're getting that from every single business
0: um yeah it's not really it just makes it harder to remember the message too doesn't it which i guess uh, leads to my you know my concern about how do we change um when it's all over in terms of thanking people for their support or saying you know come and visit us or you know without feeling like you know everyone's going to be cap in hand but but you you obviously want Mm -hmm. to act as if you don't need the money
3: oh i think it's okay to be real about it i think you know everyone um you know businesses are facing the same threats and emotions as people are like, you know, people are scared for their jobs, just like people are um, business owners are worried about keeping their business afloat. So I think there's again, like this once, like I've certainly never been in a marketing position where the businesses have been on par in emotions with the general public. Like, you know, there's normally someone pulling the strings where, you know, COVID's just put it, made it all an even playing field. So again, like, it's not, I think, a case of, like, putting your cap out, though, but just celebrating, like, that community helped got, get you through it, and, you know, the reality is we we couldn't have done it without you. We would have gone under, or we would have had to lay more people off, or we wouldn't have been able to keep our doors as open as long as we could. You know, every single case at the moment is helping make a difference, so I think it's okay to kind of go, you know, thanks, guys, like, it's because of you, and the the fact they've already shown that they're so willing to be engaged, even if it's not in money, if they're just, you know, if they can't support you by buying a product, but they're still liking your Facebook posts and they're still trying to stay connected with you. you know, that's, that's incredible. Like the, that really is invaluable having that, that trust from a consumer that you're just their number one brand. Um, and you know, you've done something right along the way to make them want that and and want to keep hearing from you, Um, you might be, you know, the bright spark in their day of, you know, a a heavy news day, you know, seeing something, you know, beer going down the line. And even if they're not in a position to buy it, they're still connected to your brand in some way. Um, So yeah, post all this, you know, you've you've got that community. Um, Hopefully you're building on it now and just building the strengths on that. Um, You know, we've all got those brands that we're just so connected to, And some of them you might not even remember how, whether it's, you know, your footy club, it could be your car, you know, banks, that's usually for a different reason and they just make it too messy to sometimes try and leave. But, you know, once you tend to buy a car, you tend to kind of stick with that that type of car for a while or yeah footy clubs are a classic example and whether it's Mm. your dad that got you into it or um something completely different um you know that's a really loyal bond and beer's the same like you know we all know those drinkers that you know they just wear them ourselves we definitely all have our, our favorite that we you know there's something about it and it's more than whatever's in the in the glass it's there's something about that brand that actually speaks to us um and so yeah it's just about embracing that community and just you know recognizing that they are while we while we're here and I know I'm repeating myself from a previous show but you know once you're if you're a home brewer the moment you start commercially selling your beer you're not a you're not a brewer anymore you're a business owner and you've got to think about the people that are keeping you in business and that's your customers, um, whether they're trade or um, consumer, um, you know, you, you've got to really identify that they're the reason you're there and you've got to be doing the right thing by them because um, they're the ones that are, you know, keeping your doors open. And that's more true now than ever.
0: Yeah. Well, Zoe, we've been let you go because, um, so... Carwin Sellers, Brick Lane, Maha Restaurant and Other Half Brewing Company is the, the family, if you like, behind um, All Together Beer. Mm-hmm. And if orders – now, orders – you can start making orders for this beer, 6.2% Hazy IPA, 375ml cans on Friday. Is that through yeah. the Carwin website?
3: So through the Brick Lane website and the Carwin Sellers website.
0: Got it. Through so either of those. Excellent.
1: Yeah. And we'll Excellent. Um, be putting – that something together on the website tomorrow. So um, I saw that you've sent us a media release um, or some information through, and I'll uh, manage to get that. If not in the show notes, certainly it'll be out on our site tomorrow.
3: Yeah, perfect. Um, yeah, and, and, Matt and, Matt and thank and you for the very... support in that. Every every case sold helps, you know, someone else out out there. Um, and yeah, it's it's really appreciated by all the people that are behind um, our little part in the whole big project. So thank you so much for that.
0: No, and that's why we're happy to get behind it, Zoe. As I say, we can, you know, we can't mention everyone, and if you mention somebody, you'll leave somebody out. Um, but we thought with this one, because the the end result um, is just such a good one in terms of feeding um, the hospital people, then, you know, happy to get on board.
3: Yeah, yeah,
0: excellent. So, Zoe Ottaway, thanks for joining us on The Antidote.
3: Thank you for having me back.
0: Pleasure. No worries all. We'll see you back in the uh, in the chat room shortly. <laughs> Perfect. All right, thanks, guys. All right, Matt, uh, geez, we're, we're pushing the time out a little bit. This, oh, 45 this minutes is about, is, is
1: about normal. No, no, 40, it's, it's been going for 45 minutes, and, and that was all great no, content. No, been so coming, uh,
0: but we've, we've been aiming at half an hour.
1: Yeah, but anyway. we always <laughs> aim half an hour and go 15. That's all good.
0: Now, coming up for the rest of the week, we're hoping to catch up with uh, Dave the Dodger Padden um, at some point during the week. Uh, but tomorrow, we touch base with Tassie uh, as we chat with the beer healer and brews, Dave McGill.
1: Absolutely we do. And our second guest um is TBA. At this Ooh, stage. Okay. To be advised. Yeah. T B C to, to be, be confirmed. Well yeah, well T B D in that case, to be decided. Well I, again, I li- I like to see what happens overnight <laughs> and in the morning. So if there is something that is uh a little bit more topical and relevant, um we we can cover that. So uh
0: yeah. No worries, and we've done very well in terms of uh, officially launching uh, the antidotes, band words bingo. Um, so the the words we're looking for: unprecedented, pivot, the other side. Which I said, I thought, oh we're speaking to Steve Finney, so we'll probably let that one slide for today. Uh, fluid situation, handed a lifeline, all in this together, and interesting times. <laughs> and I think we ticked most of them tonight. So well done, everyone. Bingo. <laughs> That's it. Um, Matt, thanks for joining us again. Matt,
1: looking forward to catching up with you in the morning for Bruce News Week, our regular show, and then in the afternoon for, for the next episode of this.
0: The end date. No worries at all. And uh, thank you very much to everyone in the, um, the chat room. Uh, some of the comments, yeah, really good. I'm just trying to think of the Wayne's World stuff. Star- oh, start canning yourselves in. Okay, yeah, got that. Thanks, boys. All right, we'll see if we can, uh, we can do that. Um, but thanks again, and we'll see you all again tomorrow. Matt, hit the strum. Dude, Excellent. Matt and Pete. Party time. We'll see if that'll catch on. And tomorrow I'll try and count myself in. We're we still recording? Yeah. Is chat room still open? I just say we're out. And we're out.